0: Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host, Jerry. Hello, and welcome
1: to Game Master Studio, where we'll be talking about tips and tricks to bring your game to the next level, tabletop role-playing games, and more. Today, we'll be talking about player death, or rather, player character death in your games and how to handle it. My name is Jerry, a.k.a. Frieden, host and moderator for today. With me in the studio is Jared, a.k.a. DMF, proprietor of Mad Doc Designs, creator of the world of Wrath and
2: semi-professional DM, and Ed. Yes, and if you strike me down, I will only become more powerful than you could ever imagine. And that's why it's the
1: PCs that die and not the GMs. So we are talking PC death today, which is something that we feel should be addressed. It doesn't necessarily have to be included in every single game uh, unless you're of the opinion that it should be. Yep. Killing off a character is, should be a major moment. It should be something that is important and holds
2: weight. And we're going to discuss how to do that right. Player character deaths, Uh, there are certainly writers and uh, game designers who have created games that are basically meant for that, where you are losing characters. I believe the casual term used for that is a meat grinder. Oh, indeed. Uh, You know what? And I've run uh, games like that. I had a Heroes game that was basically, uh, I believe I called it the Gauntlet. It was fight after fight. And I don't know how many player characters I killed in that one. Some of them more tragically than others, but it happened. There are games like Call of Cthulhu, Paranoia,
1: Mm -hmm. Warhammer, that just crank out uh,
2: dead PCs left and right. That's true. I would suggest if if you're going to run the kind of game that player character death is going to be common place, let your players know. Mm-hmm. Just say, look, there's gonna be role playing, there's gonna be fun, but there's also probably gonna be a lot of death, so maybe roll up two, three characters,
0: yeah. you know. That's exactly what I do with contagion. I'm like, all right guys, this is a horror game, there will be death, roll three yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
1: you set that example ahead of time. You you have it in your players' mind now that people are going to die and you don't necessarily need to work every player through all three of those characters. No. You can still have a de- a death here or there without necessarily going above what you'd expect to be average, but you have your players thinking about it and being hyper aware of everyone that happens. It's going to keep them on their edge.
0: Yeah, you just got to put them in mortal danger on on a, a semi-regular basis to keep them to keep them on the edge. You know, I know that I have three three characters rolled up. There's two in the you know in the back. You're all ready to go. Just get tagged in at any time and at any given moment. Any every combat feels like life or death. No matter how easy it may or may not be. I mean, it all comes down to presentation. How you know how you present it, how you roll it out. You know how you role play it. But if they feel like at any moment they could die, then that's really where it comes down to. You know, the, the, that's where you get the real horror vibe too. Right.
1: Now I think it's important for pcs in general in games where you're not um, you know leaving a wake of bodies behind you you know where a game, a game where it's much more much less common, I think it's important to handle those PC deaths appropriately yeah yeah
2: uh, uh, I, I, I'm very story based GM so I'll build stories around my players so I hate player character deaths so there was a long time where. Someone would die and I just try to figure out the magical way that they didn't die. Mm. But then after a while I realized that some of my players are like they didn't like that. Right. So I mean, yeah, there might be a time and a place for that, you know, if you can make it work. But I've learned just handle the death appropriately, you know. You know, if if it happens and it's organic within the game and player dies, just be like, Okay, you know, that happened, you know. Yeah. See what the players think. You know, give them a second. Uh, see if they're gonna, you know, fight hard to try to resurrect the character or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if the character, if the player even wants to, you know, keep that same character or whatnot. But once it happens, yeah, you know, maybe take a little bit of a break. See what the see what everyone wants to do. And uh, you know, it might come down to roll up a new character. I actually, I used to also be along the lines of avoiding
1: character death when running as a. D- DM, and it was a comment from one of my players that changed my mind on it. Mm-hmm. We were discussing playing a solo campaign, and being the possibility that if a solo campaign, if that character dies, if they get in trouble and they're out, then the game is over. You mm-hmm. know, even if we wanted to keep that campaign going, it's done. That's just the one character, and they're gone. And I brought that up to the player ahead of time as a caution. And he thought about it for a moment, and he responded with a wonderful line. He said, "Every character is a story. Every story has an ending. If he dies, at least I'll know how the story ends." Mm-hmm. Um, that led us into a, into a long discussion about how you have these characters that come in and you never really find out how their story concludes. You know, you just have them kind of fade off into the sunset. Sometimes they get to fight the ultimate bad and win, or sometimes you the campaign stops before you get to that point. So having a character die, you know where their story finally comes to a close. And that really made me be willing to go back and I'm playing and if your character dies
2: Well On the plus side Now you know how it ended Yeah I can see that I can see that sort of a logic Uh, I do try to save character deaths Whenever possible to important uh, Battles or scenarios You know I think of it in the terms of You know a movie or a TV show Like while the plot is developing And people are figuring out what's going on I don't really want them to die Yeah But then, like once the big battles, but then like once the big battles are you know come in and it's like the epic final battle or something, you know, it's up for grabs. So on those more you know epic final battles, things are just up for grabs to me at that point. But you know, and that's a lot of the reasons why I used to try to save player character deaths from happening before that time. hadn't developed them enough. Yet. Right. I, I want to get them further in the story. I created this whole thing I want them to be a part of it, you know? They're in, integral to it. But then, you know, kind of the same thing. It's like, you know, I'd have players where I'm sitting here trying to rack my brain. How do I save them? And they're just looking at me like, no, no, that's fine. I'm totally make a new character. And they're absolutely about it. Mm-hmm. And... I, at that point, I was GMing for so long that I almost forgot what it's like to be a player. Yeah. Sometimes your character dies and you're totally cool with it. Mm-hmm. Like, you really liked the character and you didn't want him to go, but you're like, wow, well, that sucks, but i got this other character in mind, too. I'm going to start rolling him up, you know? Yeah. And you start getting excited about it. I think a lot of it
0: comes down to like as GMs, we typically think of our stories like from like an author's standpoint. You know, like right. these are important. You know, these are my main characters in my story, and their death should make sense in certain points in the stories. It shouldn't just be a random thing. Right. But from um, as a you know again from the like the player standpoint the story hasn't ended for me. I'm still playing. Right. Like, you know, I get to just switch off characters and you have to remember that it's not just a story, it's a game and if you're not challenging, like, if I know I can't die, then there's, you've taken half the challenge out of the game and therefore I'm going to start to become bored. Yeah. It's just like, I can't play a video once. Like, I'll, like, when I play video games, you know, and then you give me, like, the cheat code, I'm like, oh, this is really cool for about five minutes. Right. And then I'm bored as crap, and I don't finish the game.
2: Right. And if you know you can't die, then you're never going to worry about running straight headlong into the yeah. big thing that the GM presents you.
0: Exactly. You know, you are you you can't play a horror game and not be afraid of, you know, dying. You know what right. I mean? Like, it's just not going to work. You know, and even your standard, you know, fantasy epic kind of game, you know, there should be Threat of Death. You know what I mean? There should be pressure. There should be consequences. Like, and maybe you don't always kill. Maybe you go a whole game without killing a character but there has to be some other sort of consequence like maybe you know you killed off like the cohort of a pc maybe one of the pcs got crippled somehow you know what i mean but it, there should be consequences there should i should know that something bad can happen to me that's going to stick with my character my character should be able to die otherwise from a player's standpoint again i'm going to get bored i'm not being challenged i know that no matter how poorly i roll today or how well the dm rolls today he's not going to kill me Right. Because it's not an important point in the story yet for my character to die, it right. makes sense. You know, so you have to, you know, and it's that fine line that you have to walk. You know, because again, I I also am a GM, and I totally look at things from that author standpoint. We're like, you know, these are important characters. These are this is my cast. You know, what exactly. What I, mean? I have important plans for everyone that's going on, but you should try to keep those plans to the player, not to the character. You know, what I mean, try to try to think of the you know try to mutate the 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 viewpoint from from character to player cuz the and the player's point of view I the story hasn't ended for me cuz I'm going to still be playing I may be playing a different character I might have a different role but I get to be there till the end yeah you know I'm going to see how this plays out to you you're like oh but but Boromir but Right. uh, Okay, I guess he could die. (laughs) And I
1: I think there's there's also that line to look at as well, because the other side of the line, you you have one side where you're you're worried about not killing characters because you're worried about the story. The other side is killing a character for the sake of killing a character. Yeah. Which. I don't like it. There's a time and a place to do it, usually in those horror sessions, you know, when somebody needs to die, just so that people remember that people can die. Um, but outside of a game like that, I think killing somebody for the sake of killing somebody, just, you know, putting them in a room and saying, okay, somebody dies now, is. Not a well-done maneuver.
2: Yeah, just making the players pick a character to die sounds like a terrible thing.
0: In my defense, (laughs) it was
2: story-oriented.
0: I didn't literally just say someone's going to die now.
2: Now, I wasn't part of this game. I've only heard the stories, but please elaborate.
0: So what happened was they were in the Fey Realm, and I had this character that was um, called Gaia that I was basically having be like the ruler of the Fey Realm. And this PC group just basically been tromping through the Fae Realm and just killing everything that they came across for the last week. And he's like, you know, you, I understand that some of these things were attacking you, but you gotta—you got to see my perspective. Like, you came into my world and just started killing my people. And now, while I want to send you home, there I can't just let you go. Like, what kind of example does that set to future people and to my, you know, to, to both my people and to, you know, future, you know, humanoids that just think they can just come to the Fae Realm and just tromp through murdering everything that they come in contact with? Because there was like, there was, I mean, again, the, the way the game was set up. There wasn't a lot of opportunity for trying to role-play out of any you know, a lot of these situations. But they did. They just spent a week murdering everything that they came across in the Veil Realm. <laughs> so, Except McHugh. So it came down to, like, I will send your party back. I'll send you back to the Prime you know, pri- Material Plane, but the price is one of your lives. And I don't know you well enough. I don't know who was primarily responsible for any of these things, so I'm going to let you decide. You, One of you will sacrifice yourselves for the party.
2: Yeah. And in your defense, I can say that's something I would totally see like in a in a in a movie or a, you know maybe read about in a book or something. Someone has to stay behind.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it was like, and again, like you know,
2: because it ended up being
0: Jer- you know luck of the draw. It ended up being Jerry's character that that stayed behind. <laughs> this this was
1: actually as to. To be honest, and we've discussed this with with Jared as well, as players, we felt a little frustrated because we felt it didn't necessarily make a lot of sense um, with the the way and the restrictions, the way that everything was. So what we ultimately decided as players is because it doesn't matter, we're going to roll a
0: die to determine who it is. Hmm. Yeah, well, what was funny is role playing wise, you know, there was three different players slash or three different characters that role playing these characters, three different characters were fighting over. Being the sac, they wanted to be the sacrificial lamb. No, I'll die for the party. No, I'll die for the party. No, I'll die for the party. <laughs> well, it was like, well,
1: it's my responsibility because I've been, I'm here to keep people safe. I want to make sure that we go, everybody gets to go home safe. And I was well, I've been the leader. I've been making
0: these decisions. It's my responsibility. What we've done, and you know. Yeah, so like role playing wise, there's three characters arguing over who wants to die. So in game, as the characters, they decided that they would. They had one of them had to die. So in game, you know, like it was one of those. The players didn't decide. Out of game to roll a die and then pick the characters decided in game to roll a die and then you know, the only like okay on a one or a two it was you on a three or a four it's you on a five or a six it's you. There's actually a case where it
1: was the char- the characters were saying it should be me it should be me it should be me and the players were saying I don't want to die I don't want my I want to
0: yeah. keep my guy <laughs> yeah every single no not one of the players <laughs> wanted to die but all of the characters real you know, role playing the character were like I'll die for the cause. So in game, they decided to make this role in game, and you know, of course, so of course, you know, they make a role, and then it ended up being Frieden, you know, uh, Jerry's character, uh, who is a half elf bard, Favarin. Oh, I'm sorry, Favarin. Yeah. Frieden is my online handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Favarin. Favarin. You know, half, It was half elf, right? Yeah. Half elf bard, who was actually one of the characters that we mentioned in the previous episode that his background connected to several other backgrounds because he used to be part of a. Uh, like a traveling uh, carnival kind of thing, and Mm -hmm. I introduced that traveling carnival in later episodes, but he ends up staying behind, and uh, Jerry and I have both joked around about how the fact that, like, the players didn't see him die. Like, I've stated, matter-of-factly, as the DM, they're like, yes, I was killing him. But at the same time, he didn't die on camera. You know what I mean. So like, right. he could come back. Like for all you know, he's buddy buddy. Like he's the the jester for for guy. Like wait wait wait, I can be funny. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and then on the other side of that, the last time we saw Fervarin was his final request was send the party home before you carry out the sentence, which yeah. is why nobody saw it happen. Right. And the last thing we saw Fervarin was he explained out his side of the logic, which was basically saying, nah, 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 I win, and flipped off Gaia. <laughs> and that was where we cut to black.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's one of those things where, like, you know, maybe Gaia's a very, you know, uh, peace-loving guy, and was just trying to set an example for, like, you know, I'm going to make it look like I'm a bad guy. So
2: right. in the future, this won't happen again so the other players go and tell the story yeah. about his death. But that's you know
0: that's that's my uh, my that's, justification that's slash my argument for why it, for it what up, went down. It wound <laughs> up making
1: a situation where somebody had to die into something that yes kind of fit with the game and it it kept it from being killing a pc for the sake of killing a pc.
0: Right yeah because i mean again cuz like we just discussed In my mind, I didn't really want anyone to die. Like, I had plans for, like, every single character, like, I wrote, though, that was one of the games where, like, I wrote out, uh, like, a little prequel, you know, like, a little prologue for every character, you know, we... This was all, like, a little mini-adventure leading up to the real adventure. This was all just to try to help get another player into the game, like, hey, let's tromp through the Feywild, like, that's kind of cool. So I had, like, big plans for all these characters, like, I liked all of these characters, but I was just like, I just you guys just murdered your way through the friggin' Realm, and now you want just like the dude to just be like yeah sure I'll help you out like I feel like there has to be some sort of consequence here (laughs)
2: like it just makes sense to me I have not had to worry about targeting specific players too often sometimes I've thought about it but I had this one player just so overpowered you know things his level couldn't even touch him he was a melee base and there were, there were times where I thought, man, I'm just going to throw you know, some sort of Great Worm at these guys. And he's just going to eat the Paladin and he's going to fly away. and That's all he's going to do. But, I mean, there are some times where that comes up and you, you might have to do it. I've, by myself, I've never really tried to target specific players. Yeah, that kind of gets into to the vindictive yeah, side of because, things. because it can, it, at that point it can get personal. You yeah,
0: know. you don't want it to get personal. And I personally you know. have, the, the one time that I actually tried this, and I've thought about it other times, but the one time I tried, again, long time ago, less experienced DM, those attempts tend to backfire. You end up killing yeah, the wrong do. guy. Yeah, you do. <laughs> like, well, you don't want to you, kill player X, but you end up killing player Y, Z, and yeah. player X gets away, and then you hate them even more.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would make encounters harder for this for this guy because he was just tromping through him, and then it just ended up hurting my other players who weren't as strong. I'm mm, like, right. come on. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'll target just specifically him, but, you know, it would seem vindictive and personal. And then where he was, uh, uh, I mean, he role-played. He liked to role-play, but just in his mind, he was very analytical, so he was an automatic power gamer. He could just get Mm -hmm. all the best bonuses anyway. So I'm like, so I'm going to kill him. He's going to come back with something stronger. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I suppose there are times to do it. You know, if someone's really disrupting your game. You know, or you just can't stand the power level that someone's at. You know, you can be like, "Look, we got to deal with this," and in that case, you might even just talk to the player and like, "Look, I can't have your character around anymore at that power level." Oh, we're so, back to player trust again. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a running theme through all of these. Yeah, we were going to do an episode on it, but that just makes sense because we're always talking about yeah, it. Yeah, right? it's just it's, <laughs> so it's such a huge talk. To, talk to your players, okay. yeah. trust
1: them, get, have them trust you, build that relationship. Yeah. So now,
2: uh, and. Which,
1: I, I've also, I've had random player death. Yeah, that'll um,
2: happen. Yeah, I've, sometimes I've, you're walking through the forest and you get attacked by some owl bears. Yeah, I've had <laughs> one of them. One of them go straight after your healer.
1: I've, <laughs> this is them ripping on me because the owl bear managed to <laughs>
0: kill my cleric, double
1: crit the cleric, and kill him outright. Right after the cleric said, "No, guys, handle the other thing. I can hold him for one more round." Yeah, like, well,
0: you weren't supposed to double crit me. And what was funny is, like, I totally jokingly predicted the double crit. Like, I got crit yeah. once, and I'm like, "I'll be fine as long as he doesn't crit again." And then he rolls, and he has this look on his face, and I'm like, "Oh, he crit again! Oh, he crit again!" <laughs> yeah. Jokingly, and then he's
2: like, "No, I really did crit." <laughs> it started off with two ol bears, and we didn't know there was a third one. Yeah, and the rest of the group was trying to take out the other ol bears, and you had actually been in the original melee of that, but you got away. Mm-hmm. And I remember the, the my last round before that, I was seriously debating, do I go over near the yeah, cleric, or do I stay and try to kill off this bear? And I was really having a hard time figuring it out, and I decided I'll try to kill the owlbear. Mm-hmm. And which, unfortunately, I think I missed, <laughs> too, because I wasn't able to move after yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah, with, missed. With, which
1: I also think, actually, if I remember correctly... Actually led to that random death meaning something because I think for a session or two your character was like was kind of down about it. because yeah. like I, I could have saved him. He yeah. was my friend and I wasn't there for him.
2: Yeah, okay. uh, and then your yeah, friend and then we, it was a, it was a, more of an evil game so we weren't actually friends but we were called colleagues. We were working together. We had the same plans yep. and my character saw himself as the leader of the group. Kind of let someone down and 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 they died. But you have to be ready for
1: those for those random occurrences sometimes sure sometimes the, the dice double crit or whatever and yeah. you just have to be ready for that to happen and as GM keep going you'll have
0: plans you yeah. adjust you change you move on yeah sometimes is was it a Zeke ogre that, yes that, yeah, it was sometimes <laughs> it was a Zeke ogre accidentally ultra crits and bites a PC's head clear off his torso. And <laughs> that's that. That was another one of Jerry's characters. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the character started the round at at something like 80% health. Oh, God. And wound up dying.
0: Yeah, the crit alone we, would have one-shot yeah. him anyways, but he was already at 80% health. <laughs> well, he was at 80% health and got hit a couple
1: times, bringing him down to like 50% health. And then got crit and the crit would have knocked him down if he was at full health but not killed him but yeah since he was already at half health he died yeah. we have we have joked about that in the years since of being that was the one death nobody saw coming including the DM
0: yeah I was just like <laughs> I remember looking at the amount of damage that was coming through and, and, it, and it was a bite attack so I'm just like okay so he's you know he's towering over you he bends down and bites your head clean off your torso and rips it and you know just like a dog kind of like shakes it back and forth and spits God. it out the other end and they're just like Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he literally ripped your head clean
2: off your torso. Yeah. I remember, crap. and I think I've even talked about this once or twice, but my goblin that demolished the skull of a half, of a, our half-orc barbarian, <laughs> big old rugged half-orc barbarian, raging, killing everything, and it was back in 3rd edition when you could do a triple crit and just yeah. automatically kill someone. And I was rolling my dice in front of everybody, and there was, two 20, I think, three 20s in a row or something. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> You're going to have to write up a new character because your, your head's gone. Yeah, I personally am actually a
0: fan of, like, the random accidental PC deaths. Like, I think that's, like, no, because I, I it's like, organic. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it's organic, and I'm just a big fan of, like, you know, like, uh, to quote Les Mohicans, leave them as they lay kind of joke, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. let the dice stay, you know what I mean? Like, just whether they're good or bad, like, as a DM, I'm not a huge fan of tweaking or, or modding dice. In a very rare occasion, I will do it. You know, typically in the player's favor, I don't think I very rarely ever really took the dice in my favor, you know what I mean? If anything, it's going back to the whole, like, trying not to kill the PCs thing that we talked about earlier. But I really am a fan of, like, you know, because if it's a surprise to me, it's definitely a surprise to them. And also, like, I'm here to enjoy myself also. You know, if I plan every single little minute detail of the day, then I'm going to be a little bit bored. Right you know but that's where I like you know the PCs having a lot of influence over the game and also the dice having a lot of influence over combats you know right. what I mean because if you leave the, the combat completely in the hands of the dice then they're random for a reason.
2: That's right yeah you know you, you watch the NPCs die and you watch the PCs die. in some, in some cases all of the PCs, right Jerry? Well, that's where we were going next because see what I did there there's, there's random <laughs> there's organic. But I
1: think that we also wanted to talk about one thing that I feel should almost never be a random occurrence. (laughs) TPK, TPK. And that is the TPK, (laughs) the Total Party Kill. Yes. Um, Yes. That should not be an accident. (laughs) A Total Party Kill is when every player's character dies in the same um, encounter. Not necessarily encountered, same but sessions. the same kind of se- sequence connection. Sequence, yeah. um, you know, so you have over the course of a session or an adventure or a dungeon or even an encounter where everybody winds up dying. Yeah, yeah. well, they're all dead at the same time. Yeah.
2: Now you you say something about that. Like, you think those should not be random? Actually, a lot of my TPks have been random. Just a fight that might have been a little bit harder, or that they didn't go at, at the right spot. And everyone just freaking died.
0: Actually, if if it was a big boss and it randomly happened, I would be okay with that. If it was some, like, fluke of a little goblin raid that was just supposed to be, like, a a mini-encounter, I'd kind of of be hesitant there, you know? That's where I would be like, I have to fudge dice because I'm rolling crazy exceptional right now. Now, (laughs) I have
2: done planned TPKs where the encounter was just too powerful for my party, but I also knew... There's I'm going to bring them back. They're not going to be dead. They're yeah. just gonna be wiped out. Like I did right. strands
1: kind of thing. Yeah. I mean. Which
2: is which is something that I think is important. Right. That a you DM want should them, do. You want location. them to lose every once in a while. Right. Not not too often if you can avoid it, but every once in a while. Um, I've had I've had DMs that
1: wound up with a random encounter that was too powerful. Um, and this is I remember as a player it was just too powerful. The party wound up losing and they didn't know how to handle it. They're like, well, I guess I we'll just have to kill everybody and we'll start a new game next week. And just, again, like there's a lot of different options you can do. Yeah. The total party kill is definitely an option, as is, you know, waking up in slavery. Yeah. Um, they actually wound up handling it with a litter, with a, uh, you know, another character comes in and saves everybody. Yeah. Um,
2: but I think. There are times that yeah, you need to pull the trigger on the party. You do, actually. I had a time. This was all in one session. We had my my group going through, and I was running, and they came across this monster that just. Uh, it didn't. It's not the thing that killed them. A different encounter ended up being the TPK, but it took away like almost all their spells, hit points, all this. One of the characters was out. It was the sponge that led to it. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Soaked everything up, and then the next encounter just. Wiped them all out. Total party kill. I'm like, man, that was really unexpected. I didn't think it would go that way. You know, there were a couple of iffy choices I think that were made, and some some roles that didn't quite get yeah. made. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll figure out a way to do it. And what it was is there was a I had an NPC bard that was kind of putting the whole group together anyway. So he was following them to see how they were doing. They all wake up in his you know glorious mansion that he cast out in the middle of the swamp. You know, mm-hmm. everything was fine. You know, give them the rest, let them get better. And then hey, go finish the dungeon. And that same session, they find a room filled with like one high level paladin and a bunch of kind of like lowerish level paladins, and they're all evil. And this is an addition that allows for smite evil, not mm. just smite. Mm. So they went up into the fight, and then they just started getting annihilated. <laughs> and some of them ran away, others died. I'm like, all right, well, that's the second party wipe of the session, guys. So I think we're, I think we're good and done. <laughs> Didn't want to go for the hat trick.
0: No. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways to avoid TPKs. I mean, again, you know, you have the whole like, you wake up in slavery, you wake up in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, again, like you said, the NPC bar—that was what I was going to say. Like, you know, like there's always the easy, like, random encounter of a. Like, all, think of all the random encounters that you have in D&D, and they're always bad, yeah. right? Like, w- why can't there be a random encounter of running into another adventuring party? Oh,
2: yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I throw those in.
0: Yeah, it's like, okay, well, oh, man, we're all dying, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, well, this other good group rolled a random encounter, and it was also running into the bad thing that you were fighting, and oh, look, these good guys came along, and now they're going to save the day and heal you up, and... You can say hi and meet Joe, Bob and Larry, and then you can move on your different ways. you know what I yeah. mean so there's always there's always options to avoid the TPK, so it really just comes down to choosing when to appropriately pull the trigger, like you said. Um, I definitely think the trigger needs to be pulled on occasion, especially if you're playing with the same group all the time. you know what I mean like okay, we have pretty much a set group of people that we play with fairly regularly, pretty much every week for you know years now. We go through our little breaks here and there, but but it's the same group like and if you haven't killed one or all of these players at the same time or at various times in that lifetime, then they're just going kind to of be like, okay, well, this, this DM never kills us. You know, again, going back to what we said before, like, I'm not feeling challenged.
1: <laughs> all right, well, I think really the so important... I'm has th- to kill them all. <laughs> I think the important thing that, to take away from all this is when it comes to killing PCs, whether one or all of them, it's not something that you should definitely take, that you should take lightly. You definitely want to make it appropriate and make it fit in the game, make it work, and make it something that your players are okay with. Again, player trust. It's true. So we're going to wrap it up for now. Uh, You can definitely feel free to find us on Facebook. We have message boards up at gamemasterstudio.proboards.com. We are on Twitter at GMS Studios. You can like, comment, subscribe, let us know what you think of the show and what you'd like to see for future. Talk to us. We'd like to talk back. We're here with new episodes every Tuesday, and we will see you the next time we're in the studio.
0: Bye-bye.